Hello, everybody, and welcome to this week's episode of I Cast Fireball, an actual play 5e D&D adventure where we go through the campaign, Tyranny of Dragons. I'm Thomas, your DM for this adventure, and around the table we have... Malamara. Lance Thalen. And Fleeple. So we pick up after we dropped a bomb on Lance Thalen in particular here with the party talking with Anthar Froom and Leosin. They discussed a little bit about what Leosin's organization and Anthar's men had found. They had found Resmir, they had intercepted a communication of the Cult of the Dragon, and found that the white dragon mask was currently missing and that someone named Vandal has been tasked to find this mask. Having made the connection that Lance himself used that name in the Caldera when they were impersonating cultists, we join our party as Anthar Froom just dies down from riotous laughter. <laughs> oh, oh, that would be pretty sneaky here. And uh, if I didn't know you already, <laughs> I would question you. <laughs> yes, Lance, Lance, you're looking a little bit clammier than usual. Oh, just, you know, the, the mid-morning clams, Fleeple. Oh, uh, I don't experience that anymore. I'm younger and more vibrant than I used to be. Oh, speaking of which, Filippo, um, I don't believe I made mention of your appearance last time. This is uh, quite a change for you. Uh, quite quite, quite a big uh, transformation, I believe. Yes, I, I've just kind of gotten used to it, and I keep forgetting that I have wings now and this shiny rune on my forehead. I keep forgetting that. It would be very handy if I remembered it was there. Yes, perhaps perhaps you could write it on your forehead so you'd, you'd forget it. Um... Uh, sorry, a lame joke there. Um, it's already written there. Uh, you, you know how you write things on your forehead to not not, not forget it. Regardless. Uh, I've never done um, that. Well, so what I think we could do is we could all gather together and refocus in as I feel we're, we're a bit distracted right now. <laughs> uh, 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 but seriously, Resmi is a threat and we have to deal with her. Mm-hmm. Yes. So, I mean, you'll give us a direction, and I'm feeling pretty good about just going on in there. I've got a, a, a strange amount of confidence and energy behind me these days. Excellent. Um, well, we found her. Um, there's two places that she could be. One is uh, this sort of encampment, this this town that she's taken up residence in with other members of the Court of the Dragon. But she's not currently there. She's actually in Neverwinter itself. Oh, that's a that's a big important place. It is. It's very big, it's very large, and it's um it's unfortunately a little wide for us to just be going and knocking on doors. But I'm confident that um see in the larger cities as we've mentioned before, people are more likely to um, show their devotion to Tiamat or the Cult of the Dragon more brazenly because of the laws that they are protected by, um, as they are an organization and um, they have skirted truth or those sk- skirted other law quite a few many times. Wait, so are you saying you want us to go to the village or you want us to go to Neverwinter? Well, 
I, I don't believe going to the village would do much because she's not there. And again, we need her and we need the, the dragon mask. Anthar pipes up. Yes, if we can get the dragon mask and bring it to the Waterdeep Council, then it would be further proof in addition to the eggs, in addition to all of the communication, we could have definitive proof that immediate action must be taken. So you want us to go to Neverwinter? Oh, yes. That, that is where she is. I'm not sure. I'm not... I don't know. I don't... Maybe... I'm not sure. Lex <laughs> is just like <laughs> at a very big loss for words right now. Maybe that seems big. I don't know. Ah, uh, okay. Well, I've never been to a city before. I think this could be a very exciting proposition, personally. Oh, goodness. Good heavens, Fleeple. This is just. You're getting all sorts of firsts on this adventure, aren't you? Yes, turns out when you grow up in a swamp, in a little cave outside of a swamp, then there's a lot of stuff you haven't experienced in your life. I, I wouldn't know, but I'll, I will take your word for it. I don't. <laughs> That's all I can say. <laughs> Malamara, you've been a little bit quiet this whole conversation. I know that you've been uh, um, deferring to your uh, uh, party here, but what are your thoughts on this whole matter? Mal looks up from the notebook that she was writing in. Uh, I just, I was just taking notes on... Sometimes we get a little sidetracked, so I thought maybe I'd just start keeping notes about what we were supposed to um she <laughs> closes the book slowly sorry oh no I think that's that's wonderful that's it's excellent I, I just I, I don't want to feel like you're left out of the conversation and uh, but we but it is important we have if you wouldn't mind sharing those meeting notes with me that would be uh, useful for uh the next time we meet we can kind of go over them in like an auxiliary uh I'm getting sidetracked. I apologize. She slowly opens the book and writes, left out of conversation, share notes with Leosin, period. I'm looking back and forth between Mal and Lance, observing this very unusual behavior from both of them. I don't. And maybe. I, I turn to Leosin and I say, uh, would you mind if we speak just the three of us for a little moment? Um, absolutely. Me, you, and uh, who else? Uh, that uh, is... Anthar? Uh, no, so you, Anthar, and Mud, the three of you, and then me, Mal, and Lance, the three of us. Oh, you'd like us to, to go speak. Uh, Mud, why don't you tell me a little bit about yourself? And uh, pulls him over to the corner. He goes, oh, yeah, uh, well, I just got teeth for, like, the first time in my life this past week. And, um, and uh, Anthar, at that, his eyes go wide-eyed, and he hands him, like, a turkey leg. And Mud goes, oh, no. I'm completely okay. Maybe just a, and he just starts like devouring into it, um, despite his like full belly that he's got. I give them some finger guns and then turn over to my two friends and I'm like, okay, sidebar. And I like try and put my hands around their shoulders. You know, I can fly. I fly up and I put my hands around both of their shoulders. There you go. Boom. Watch out, Icarus. Flex. And so I begin kind of uh, pulling them off to the side for our little sidebar. And I say, now I know that Leosin has a pretty strong personality at times, but perhaps we may speak candidly. Uh, how do you guys feel about this whole going to Neverwinter and finding a dragon situation? I don't... Maybe... It might not... I'm not... I don't... You know... I don't... Maybe... Um, I'm going to cast heroism on Lance. <laughs> <laughs> Jenny Craig! <laughs> What does that even do? 
I think it gives you temporary hit points, but <laughs> oh, thanks. For this instance, <laughs> you just feel a you just feel a whoosh of uh, um, power surge through you. Yes, so you are immune to being frightened, and you gain temporary hit points equal to my spellcasting ability modifier at the start of each of your turns. Oh, that's, hey. that's kind of clever. Cool. Uh, I mean, we've already hitched our wagon to this crusade that Leosin is on, so I say if they need us to go to Neverwinter and find this Resmir character, sure. I mean, I'm used to being a, a hired hand, so... I feel like with heroism being cast on Lance, like, it's just like... Here's what I think. <laughs> Just like total voice change, but no, anyway, no that's not happening. <laughs> okay, um, yes. If that is where we're destined to go, then I guess that's the, the, the path we should lead. A quick note. I don't know if I've mentioned this. I'm from Neverwinter. Mel opens her book and scribbles. Don't Lance, write Neverwinter, that exclamation down. points. Don't write that down, please, Madamara. Now that I know you <laughs> take notes, it out. copious notes on everything. Might have to go through that notebook myself. Um, yes, I yes I come from Neverwinter, and let's say I left under duress. Circumstances were not good, and I had to make a quick getaway. Are you saying that you are a person of interest? Like a wanted person in Neverwinter by the city uh, guards? No, not by the city guard. No. Uh, I am I was quite able to avoid any detection from local government officials. Uh, it's more of what's going on behind the scenes that I might be known. Um, so either we need to stay in the bright light of the city, or what I'm hearing is disguise adventure. Maybe. Uh, yeah, maybe. I just, um, Lance is just having such a conflict because he's not a revealing person, but he's like, I need to, I need to prep them <laughs> for this a little bit. I, um, I belonged to a group there who did some nefarious things behind the scenes. Um, my boss from the time uh uh try to try to and the whole time he's talking he's just touching that scarf tried to get rid of me uh and took took something from me and um i swore i swore i'd never go back there but now looks like that's not a promise anymore um I'm just really nervous. Uh, I'm clammy, and um, I don't. Um, I just. I. I'm. I'm. I might be hunted if I'm known that I'm in the city. So low profile in disguises. Yes, not my strong suits. I'm more of keeping low profile as a strong suit. The disguise part uh, is not my forte, but. You should know what we're up against. This this, this individual, um... Okay. They, have, they are Vandal, uh, the, the person mentioned in the messages. Um, I thought when we were in the, in the Caldera that, um... When we were being sleazy cultists that I thought of the most despicable name I knew. And that was it. Yes, uh, he will have me killed at the first sight or word of me. He might not even know I'm alive. 
Uh, but if he does, he will definitely, definitely come at us full force, and we are unprepared for everything that he has with him, especially if he's tied to this cult somehow. Um, yes, if we're going there, disguises are, are a good starting point. Well, I wonder if we all should be disguised since you used Vandal's name at the camp. I did, but most people died at the camp, too. So that's why I was, like, banking we on think. that. You know, you don't have to we drive that. Have. Thank you, Malamara. Thank you for that. <laughs> I'm just saying, if we're going into a dangerous situation, we probably should have all the information and You're be right. as prepared as we can. You're right. He is... He's, he's a fiend. He's a murderer. He's, um... He does everything and anything, and I was at one point uh, a record keeper for him. And so I saw everything that went on behind the scenes, and things got dicey. If you know a lot of information, it's power, but it also means that uh, you have a target on your back, and those you love have a target on your back. Are we saying that Lance was the accountant for a mob boss? He was. He was... His his catchphrase oh was calculator. <laughs> no, sure. Yep. Wow. So here's an idea. What if we pop down to the illusory illusion and see if they have any hats of disguise that we could maybe get our clammy little hands on? Thank you for that, Filippo. The last little bit of it, especially. Um that might be good. That might be good. Um, I hate to spend more, because I've already got some pretty cool things um, that we spent money on for. But yes, that would be that would be good. Uh, I've got about fifteen hundred gold that I could put towards hats of disguise. I mean, I I just think it would be really fun. Aside from being practical, you know. Yes, people. It would be fun. It would be fun. That's exactly the word I feel like we could I really guess. get into some shenanigans that could really throw some wrenches in the plans of that geeky man in the corner. Oh, boy. <laughs> hey! Don't ruin my plans! Yes, um, that's a good idea. That's a good idea. Um, thank you for thinking of that. And I'm sorry if... Just apologizing in the future. If this somehow gets us in trouble. Well, we are not exactly unexperienced with being the hunted and coming out on top. Very true. I'm just nervous. I'm just nervous, that's all. Um, but, but I'm not, I'm not, I'm not not committed to the group. Um, this is something I, I feel I need to be in. And who knows? Who knows what happens? Facing your past, it's never a bad thing, right? It's never going to go bad for you. Anyway, okay, uh, let, let's let's break the sidebar. I, th- I feel like we're, we're, we're talking too much. I feel like I'm talking too much. Am I Am I talking too much? Maybe, I don't, maybe I, maybe, oh, I don't, how long does heroism last? <laughs> uh, about a minute. A minute? Oh, yeah, it's oh. gone. It's gone by now. <laughs> I don't, maybe... I don't... <laughs> Lance kind of goes back to that a little bit, but muttering a little bit quietly to himself. I think maybe looking into a hat of disguise um, is a great idea. Maybe um, since we're going to come back and we have some clout with the people here, maybe they'd let us rent it 
at a cost, or maybe Leosin would put in money toward it to help us do this task. We could take the link between worlds approach to this, as it were. Little, little obscure-ish Zelda reference for all of our fans. Out what? There. I'm, not, I'm not familiar with that. What, what is what is Zelda? Oh, just just a, a, a wonderful fantasy story on a far distant realm somewhere in realm space about this guy with a green sock on his head. Uh, in any case, um, <laughs> and I had me for the first time, like just this week. I mean, I had him when I was a baby, but it. it took me forever to finally get I could never dribble it in and Onthar is just aghast being like I can't imagine a world without meat no meat and just hands him another turkey leg uh, Leosin politely nodding his head towards Mud looks over at the three of you and to you Fleeple and like are, are you done? are you done talking? and I, I give him the finger guns and nod and he, he uh, shoots the finger guns and well, uh, perhaps we can uh, set ourselves uh, together uh, upon this mission before we all break to our separate rooms. I have travel already set up for you to get to Neverwinter. Um, pretty immediate, actually. So um, perhaps uh, that's something that we could uh, that you could take advantage of. In fact, Fleeple, um, something I need to tell you about, um, being a member of the Harper organization and, and all. So, yeah, um, certainly. Can, is this something that all of you would like to do, having had your sidebar? Yes, I, I think we're going to need some time to prepare and we need to stop by the illusory illusion and whatnot. But I think we, I think we can do it. Excellent. Uh, and he looks to both Lance and Malamara, who... Um, Fleeple is clearly the driving factor in following after um, Leosin. He knows that. Um, but he still nods towards both of you appreciatively and says, Thank you. Thank you so much for, for helping and uh, to bring balance to this world. And I will give him kind of a polite little bow as Lance is stammering next to me and say, don't worry, you've chosen the most competent possible team that you could. <laughs> We've got this under control. Yes. And, okay. <laughs> the Dark Knight of the Soul and all that stuff. We're gonna, it's, we're gonna come out on the other side just fine. Excellent. Um, well, uh, if you would like to meet me here tomorrow, uh, I can direct you to... Uh, actually, I will meet you down in the uh, general area so we can have breakfast together and we can. Um, I can then take you to where uh, you need to go. That works for me. And with that, you are excused. You are welcome to leave. You are welcome to stay and ask questions. But um, it's up to you. It sounds like we want to go to the Illusory Illusion unless there's anything else you want to speak about in this room. Uh, I'm just going to observe the the quality, the state of Lance's scarf. Just observe it. Is it kind of tattered and raggedy? Is it still well-kempt? What's it like? Uh, go ahead and roll an investigation check for that. Ba-ba-ba-ba-doo-wow, you got this sport. That is a 21. Uh, Lance, why don't you, with a 21, why don't you describe the state of your scarf? That is, um, in layman's terms, that is something uh, that 
Fleeple is intently looking at it. So he would find out most, if not all, of the details. It's up to you if he finds out all of yeah. them. Yeah, uh, 21's pretty good. Uh, Lance is known, obviously, as first episode description, being very disheveled. His clothes are tattery, um, as you've learned somewhat on purpose to put him as an afterthought for most people. The weird thing about the scarf, though, obviously very different color scheme than the rest of his outfit, and it is pristine. It looks like Lance is... You'd think Lance has never done a day of laundry in his life, but yet that scarf, at least from what you can see of it, because obviously it's always been kind of buried under... You see the top part around his neck, but he's also buried it underneath, you know, kind of like his cloak and vest and things and what you from what you can see of it it is like pristine this thing is kept up somehow some way throughout this whole journey you've had if there's ever been a spot of mud or anything that's landed on it lance has somehow found a way to get it off a spot of what uh, no my, what that <laughs> sorry my, continue uh, lame <laughs> joke i take inspiration away from me for that one <laughs> but yeah uh scarf's pristine it's it's very odd interesting okay yeah that, that's all for me so the three of you head towards the illusory illusion in the tavern here. Um, the barkeep goes, Ah, oh, you must have come into quite a bit of money. That's the fourth or fifth time. And all of you just kind of like walk by her while she's speaking. So she has to raise her voice again. Fifth time I see you going in there. All with the smile on her face. That's got to be, like, some kind of client confidentiality violation or something. <laughs> I, feel like, I feel like she gave us away pretty well. Yeah. <laughs> I'm very confidential. And you slide your uh, money into the little slot. All of you walk in. And, uh, <laughs> oh, yes, my favorite customers uh, from afar. It's so wonderful to see all of you, um, the Jank Squad. And he takes a deep bow, his illusion, blue, faint illusion, uh, in front of you, uh, shimmering ever so slightly. How can I help and be of assistance to you today? Yes, looking for something today that should be hopefully a little bit easier to come across. Uh, do you have any, perchance, hats of disguise in stock? Oh, hats of disguise, you say. Let me see. I'm just thinking through. And you see his eyes sort of like glaze over. He's he like his head goes from like left to right, 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 left to right. Like he's going going through through some sort of catalog in his mind. Well, ooh, well, I do, I do, I do happen to have one. It's just um, unfortunately, it's currently on hold by somebody else uh, so uh, I and he seems troubled by this he goes well I'm in, in, I'm in a unique situation here because um, they haven't come by to pick it up in the past um, six weeks you say yeah, I mean you see um, it's just uh, so I'm, I might be willing to part with it but um, on the off chance that they come back I could be in a little bit of hot water, so to speak, if I were to have departed with such an item. Mm, questions of morals, I can see, and I'm kind of, and I kind of like clasp my holy symbol to show that I, I understand what he's going through. Well, damn it. Um, I, however, I am a man of business. <laughs> I, I, I do try to honor as much as possible, but if they are not 
If they can't claim their item in a timely manner, then it's it's not my fault if I have to sell a product, especially one as expensive as this. You know, I can't just be holding on to dead weight necessarily. Our business must be done. It it must, absolutely, especially in such a pristine city as this as Waterdeep, with the magic taxes and the, uh, you know, trying to keep up uh, holding on to these magical items themselves. Sounds to me like you've just talked yourself into it. Well, if it weren't for my favorite adventuring part here to have come through here... Oh, favorite, oh... Well, uh, you did, uh, I mean, you have done done me wonders in the magic community up here, and even the religious community, so I have you to thank quite a bit for a little bit of the renown I've received, so I believe I can uh, part with this for 1,800 gold pieces. 1,800? Uh, I've got most of that, uh, Mal, Lance. We have in the party fund 4,000. Oh, booyah. Yeah, so we don't even need to take a break. You anybody. are just rolling in the deep over there. I didn't say that to you. That was a behind-the-scenes thing. Illusion? <laughs> <laughs> the geeky man told me. Oh, dang it. That betrayer. All right, 18,000, Is this, is this an item that we'd like to have for our party? Or are we wanting to try to talk him into a renting situation? I think it's always a cool little item to have on the side. I think so, yeah. too. Sounds like you all just talked yourself into buying this item as well. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, That's a good synergy right there. Oh, yes. Um, Are are any of you planning to come up to Waterdeep anytime soon? Because, by golly, it would just be wonderful to see all of you in person. And there is that festival that um, the church would like to throw for you for returning one of the holy relics and all. Ah, yes, certainly. I mean, there are other cities that are... We're kind of in demand uh, in Neverwinter at the moment, but goodness, if if there could ever be like a uh, an assurance of maybe oh, uh, just a potion of longevity or something, then maybe I could make it a higher priority to make my way down to them. <laughs> Well, for you, Master people, I, I will keep digging. Um, if you're not coming anytime soon, maybe I can persuade one of the other magic users to part with one. Um, I, like I said previously, it would not come cheap. That is for certain. So uh, perhaps save up your coffer um, if, if you wish to purchase such an item. Well, I have a feeling I'm going to come into a great deal of money potentially sometime in the near future. There's a lot of possibility there. A lot of maybes is what I heard, but I will keep asking around for you. I I look over at the geeky man, and I just kind of wink knowingly like, oh yeah, Dragon Horde, right? Right? (laughs) Oh my gosh. (laughs) The geeky man pulls the cloak over himself and disappears. (laughs) We are not making him... An active member of your party, <laughs> folks. He is not going to start casting fireballs or anything like that. Uh, one can try. Um, well done. So, 1,800 gold pieces and a hat of disguise. Ooh, baby. Now, hats of disguise, as I read up, can be seen through if someone makes an a action to discern a physical appearance and roll something successful. Like, they're not foolproof. Uh, it's just the spell Disguise Self. Yeah, yes. Okay. Uh, good to know. Alrighty. Who, who, who is going to be holding on to that? I, I mean, I think Lance is going to be holding on to that. I don't think we could Excellent. pry it out of his hands at this point. 
Or my head. And the magical little plate comes over to you, Lanson. This pretty simple hat pops in front of you. It's, honestly, it's like a, uh, it's a workman's hat. Like, they, someone's going to wear it on the way to work, not in the mines necessarily, but, you know, work in some sort of factory or some sort of, um, uh, business, what have you. What are those called? They have an actual name. Uh, just a flat cap. Flat cap? Yeah. That's what I'm imagining. Just a workman's hat. You pop it on and it surprisingly fits to your head. Um, your normal and clammy head. Mm-hmm. The head's not clammy. It's just <laughs> the hands. Stop expanding it to the whole fetching body, <laughs> people. <laughs> fair, fair. Well, it's gonna be like, what is that? The the like the the genies or whatever who like are from the ocean, so they're always just dripping. Like Lance, that's his secret race. Oh, gross! That's what he is. That's what he's always been. <laughs> gross. With that, all of you can turn in for the night and prepare yourselves for the next day. Anything to be done before then? I will say before, well, after everyone goes to sleep, Lance is going to purposely try and stay up past when everyone's going to sleep, staying down in the tavern. And uh, once Fleeple and Malamar have made their way upstairs, Lance is just sitting in a very, like, the darkest little corner of the of the of the tavern he can find. And as he's there, he's going to kind of reach up to the scarf, kind of touch it, and kind of in his mind while casting the spell, obviously that his sister taught him, just because for sentimental reasons, to talk to her if she's up there. He's just going to say, Well, Yellow, looks like I'm headed back to visit our old friend. Well, hopefully not to visit him. Um... Just please watch out for me. You told me to stay with this party. And that's what I'm doing. No matter where it takes me. Just please stay close. And as he's doing that, he's going to unwrap the scarf. And pull it out from his shirt. And it is an incredibly long scarf. Very long scarf. Uh, There was a lot more hidden underneath than before. And he's going to gently fold it up put it in one of the many different pockets he has of his coat and he is going to button up his collar totally tight and high like you didn't realize Lance's shirt underneath actually goes pretty high on his neck and he's going to button it up all the way button up all the things kind of like that weird like kid in middle school or if you were that weird kid in middle school who's like why is he always buttoning the top of his shirt that's really weird and he's just doing that and He folds the scarf, puts it in a pocket, and then heads upstairs to go meditate. As soon as you finish buttoning up the top of your shirt, a figure sits down next to you. If I hadn't seen you put that scarf away, I wouldn't have recognized you. Just the guy that I've talked to before? Blonde hair, blue eyes, guy that you paid for information. (sighs) Do you have what I asked you for? I have something, but I'm afraid it's not much. It's, uh, appears this vandal character wished to be pretty anonymous, pretty secret. I had to dig fairly deep to get some of this information. The last known whereabouts was actually near the spine of the world. 
and this was a few months back, and it was only because one of my informants had seen um, a ragtag group going through the ten towns up there. As to what they were doing, uh, we couldn't discern that very much, but uh, from there, it looks that they had once had a vested interest in Neverwinter itself, but has since either abandoned or left their post there, whatever... (laughs) Maybe their business took them elsewhere. As I said, this person wishes to remain secret and anonymous, so I couldn't discern exactly why they were to leave. So by all reports you've received, this individual is no longer Neverwinter. That any trace of them or their industry is gone? Well, as I said... A few months a few months ago, they were spotted near the spine of the world. And that is quite a distance away from Neverwinter itself. And I was just thinking, like, okay, he's not, he's not what he's saying out loud, but okay, he's not there. That's pretty good. He has contacts all over, though, so we still got to be careful, but a little bit less pressure. He's just kind of going through the motions in his mind about it. He's like, okay, um, thank you for the information. Thank you for... Digging deep, as you say. And, as always, your discretion is appreciated. And if not kept, vengeance will be swift. Very swift. (laughs) Well, as I mentioned, I wouldn't have a business if I weren't discreet. And he just gently lays his hand out on the table in a cupping shape. Just sort of casual, but near you. And makes a gesture of, come on. Did I have a deal with him to pay him more? Uh, you paid him initially, but um, they appear to be gesturing for more. Lance just kind of chuckles to himself. <laughs> Everyone has a price. And we'll get out 45 gold. Excellent. With that, he quickly pockets it. It's one fluid motion from your hand to his into his pocket. And he says... I think I'll have you order me a drink as well. Um, and just slaps you on the back and goes, Barkeep, this man right here, uh, the finest ale that you've got. And he just walks up away from you. I'm going to kill that man if he does anything. <laughs> and let's walk upstairs. As you walk upstairs, creak the door open. Mud is by Malamara. And Fleepel is sleeping restlessly as he is not able to sleep on your chest currently. But um, he has found comfort in his new wings as well. So I don't want to force Fleepel to only fall asleep on top of Lance's chest (laughs) from here on out. (laughs) But you find yourself a quiet spot and you start to meditate. Anything to be done through the night or should we wake up the next morning? I think I'm good to go. Good to go. All of you arise bright and early, and meet Leosin downstairs. Leosin has breakfast already provided early and uh, by special request by him from the tavern keep. As you approach, ah, yes, hello there. Uh, It's good to see all of you. Um, Mud, I got you an extra plate of sausage. And Mud looks at it with like a queasy stomach, but at the same time licks his lips and goes over and just starts diving into the plate. And all of you sit, you chat, and you talk about um, 
some of the things. Fleeple, you sitting by Leosin at some point during this breakfast conversation, he goes, So, uh, you will learn more and more of our organization as you continue to be a member of it. You don't learn everything all at once. Um, it's sort of to be like, um, not necessarily our mantra, but uh, sort of like passage through the organization itself. Learning, earning, going through, discovering, contributing, things of that nature. You've already contributed much, which is why I feel I um, am within my realms to tell you what I'm about to. He looks around, not necessarily trying to keep it secretive, but keeping his voice down. The Harper organization has been around, as you may know, for hundreds and thousands of years. So long that it has come and gone and died and uh, almost been deceased itself at several times throughout recorded history. We try to keep ourselves out of recorded history as much as possible, for if we were blazingly open about where all of our locations were, who we were necessarily, we could be easily targeted as we were in the past. Well, some of the ancient orders of the Harpers set up a teleportation system all around Faerun. Now, we try to keep this secret for obvious reasons, but we wish to let you in on that this teleportation service uh, services are available to you as a full-fledged member of the Harper organization. Not only for you, but for your party members as well. I'm into it. Yes, I figured you might be, which is actually how you are going to be transported um, to Neverwinter itself today. So we don't even need to walk, we just, we just poofy poof. You have to walk into the circle, but yes. That's the magical term for it. Foofy poof. Poofy poof. <laughs> poofy poof. <laughs> Finger guns to you. <laughs> uh, yes, I like that. I'll say that next time. Um, but the, these circles are in somewhat random locations, unfortunately. Um, as I said, the ancient or, uh, Harpers, Order of the Harpers, set this up. So where we have Waterdeep and Neverwinter, they had organizations elsewhere that were their hubs. So you can't necessarily expect to find one in Waterdeep, um, although there is one. Uh, but, but you know what I'm saying. Like, every major hub and, like, important location isn't necessarily going to have a teleportation circle. Um, I can get you a definitive map that I will um, give to you so that you will be aware whereabouts in Faerun they will be. But, um, yes. Uh, lastly, I, I'd like to give you this. And he gives you this small, almost laughably tiny scroll. And he holds it between his like, his finger, his thumb and his finger, uh, pointer finger, um, no more than like an inch. And he goes, this I wanted to give specifically to you so that you can reach me um, if absolutely necessary or dire. And he hands it to you and plops it. It is very small in your clawed hand. And he goes, if you were to uh, break this, um, it would infuse the person who broke it with a one-time use spell of sending. Now, it's only geared specifically towards me, though, since I was the one that helped uh, craft this or uh, had it commissioned. It was imprinted, so you can only speak the send and sending spell towards me. So you can't send it to anybody in the world. And since I fear this could be a dangerous situation, or rather you could have information that you need to share somewhat rapidly, maybe not, possibly, but I wanted to 
give you the possibility, for I don't believe that you are able to cast such a spell, are you? I am not, so this is very helpful. Excellent, excellent. Yes, ah, I'm glad I had the foresight then. Ah, whew, that could have been really bad if you had to, like, get in touch with me and be like, Oh no, Leosin, we're in trouble! Ah, we need help! And I would just be, like, sipping my ties um, on the beach or something. Of course, I wouldn't be doing that. I'm working. I, I don't want you to think, like... I'm just trying to cut loose right now, and uh, I'm not good at the small talk aspect of, you know, life. Yes, you know, sometimes you do need to just cut loose a little bit while you're on the job. Some some degree of... Anyway, uh, yes, I, this will be helpful. This will be very helpful. Is there anything else that you feel that we need before we head out? Uh, do you have any other questions about the Harp organization? I know I haven't been able to share much with you, but um, you being a member, you should feel free to ask, and I might not be able to share all of it with you until, again, as you continue to contribute and give and research, but um, anything that's like, oh my gosh, how did I not share that with Fleeple? Uh, anything that you wish to ask me at this time? Uh, do we have, like, a... a- code word or like a, oh hey this is how I know that you're part of the the gang part of the the secret club um typically we like uh we we harpers are more <clears throat> uh like observant uh sometimes persuasive or able to gather information um without arousing too much suspicion um but our main goal is to observe report and maintain balance so if you are in a conversation and that seems to be a driving focus for them, that could be a good indication that they could be a member of the Harper organization or maybe aspiring to be as well. Of course, the medallion I gave you is an excellent way to also state that you are in the Harper organization. Um, although there are some copycat uh, symbols out there of the Harpers, that is a pretty surefire way to um, state that you are a member of the organization. All right. So nothing concrete, but I'll, I'll I'll just kind of know when I see it. Yes, you should be able to suss it out. All right. Excellent. Um, before I go, I know uh, Lance Thale and I haven't been necessarily forthcoming with my side missions that I've given to you, particularly when I sent you on that mission into the book. Uh, any last-minute questions from Malamara or Lance Thalen here? Um, no, I'm pretty good, Malamara. Uh, I also noticed uh, it's the the scarf seems to be missing. Uh, is it dirty? Uh, yes, it's um, too hot outside. Neverwinter's a, a fun city, and uh, the less attention you draw on yourself, the better. And I do suppose it is never winter there, so you don't want to uh, bundle up too much. (laughs) 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 By your faces, I can tell that was not a good joke. Um, Well. uh, Oh, it was a joke. Oh! Oh, Oh, yes. uh, Mal flips back through her notebook. You said... We're trying to find Resmir in Neverwinter and get the dragon mask and bring it to the Neverwinter Council. The Do we take water the mask? Oh, water Council, but yes. Oh, sorry. She picks up her quill and scribbles out Neverwinter and writes water I got Mickey just role-playing herself yeah. taking notes right now. <laughs> <laughs> you want us to bring, hopefully bring the mask back to you and the council is going to reconvene here. We don't need to like 
travel to Waterdeep by ourselves? No, no, um, uh, the, this, uh, I'm, I'm going to give Fleeple word and we'll be in communication on how you can join us in Waterdeep. Uh, but, uh, as I mentioned, it won't be for quite some time, so if you do get hold of the mask, um, you will need to guard it pretty closely. Excellent. Well, if that's all, Mud, you and I will see them off then. And we all walk off to the... Um, to one of the other doors. Something I haven't really described much about this uh, tavern is there are a lot of doors in the downstairs tavern itself. One of them was for the Illusory Illusion. One of them was for the meeting place you did for Lance Thalen. But there's like 10 other doors that seemingly go to offices or nowhere in particular. Leoson goes up to one of the doors and he takes off the symbol of the Harpers and he pushes it against the doorknob, and for three seconds he holds it before the doorknob sinks in a little bit and has the symbol emblazoned on it from magic. And he opens the door, has it swing inward, and he walks in and ushers you all to follow him. Ah, oh, you finally parted ways here. Well, it was a pleasure meeting you, Lance. Right before, right before we close the door, Lance will just to test it out. Uh, use his hat of disguise and turn into the barkeep that has annoyed him this whole time, and just write back in the in the worst accent. It's good seeing you. We'll see you later. Oh, uh-huh. flattery. That will get you anywhere, my boy. Not what I was doing. Close this the door. <laughs> Changes back to Lance. Imitation is the highest form of flattery, so thank you. As you walk in here, there's an individual stationed in one corner of the room, reading a book in simple clothes. This person appears to be a uh, tiefling. A uh, tiefling woman with red skin, and horns that jut straight out of her head. And she looks up and goes, Huh, Leosin, uh, departing today, are we? Ah, no, not today, just uh, these individuals. Uh, may I introduce to you our newest, one of the newest members of the Harper organization, Fleeple. And he ushers you, Fleeple, towards, and she goes, Ah, well, pleasure to meet you, Fleeple. Welcome. Is this your first time through... One of the Harper Circles. That it is. It all seems very exciting, I will admit. Well, let me go ahead and uh, get it all set up for you. And she walks forward towards the middle of the room where you all have started congregating. But she ushers you back and she goes, all right, back, back a little bit. And she rubs her hands really quickly together and they start to grow all purple, um, bright purple. And as she does, she... uh, you notice that as she's rubbing her hands, she has these sort of like metal circles etched, not necessarily etched, but wrapped around her hand and directly in the center of her palm seems to be what she's rubbing against each other to generate this sort of like magical spark, if you will. And as she rubs and rubs and rubs, it gets brighter and brighter and brighter until it gets really bright. She pulls her hands away and they're just glowing bright purple. And she goes, all right, now uh, if you'll stand back for just a little bit, Um, And she pushes her hands down, and as she pushes her hands down, the energy glows, flows from her hands into the ground where a massive sigil has been permanently etched into stone here. And it starts to grow and expand. It's as if a fire 
we're going along a predetermined track, but instead of fire, it's this magical arcane energy um, shooting through this sigil. And as you take a step back and you look at the circle, it's quite large. It's like it can accommodate quite a few people um, if absolutely necessary. She's in the center and she's watching and monitoring it. And she goes, and uh, where would we, where would we be going today? To Neverwinter. Ah, yes. All right. Neverwinter. And with that, she uh, takes her right hand and she taps a few uh, specific symbols on the sigil nearby her in a certain pattern, in a certain order. And then those symbols not only light up in that particular spot, but all around the circle, those specific symbols, arcane symbols, light up in a certain almost geometric way. And she stands up and she uh, backs up and she goes, all right, give it a minute. The magical energy completes the circle and as it does it flashes and the whole thing is just humming with a brilliant bright purple ready for you to go before we step in lance is going to cast with his hat disguise self and he is going to take the form of one of the many different half orc enforcers he was very used to seeing in Neverwinter, uh, having this kind of maroon and brown, dark brown getup and armor, having, you know, short swords at his side, tusks, red hair, auburn hair like he is, but he is now going to disguise himself as a half-orc because he is used to seeing half-orcs in the city because of its history. Excellent. With that, Leosin looks at all of you and goes, well, I wish you all good luck. Me and Mud will be waiting for you, and we'll see you all in Waterdeep in a few months, and hopefully I hear from you before then, of course. I'll give him a little salute, and I'll step on through. Excellent. Mal steps in as well. Okay. Steps through. And as all of you step through, all three of you disappear, and instantaneously... The three of you, like, step into it, and you go, when is this supposed to happen? When, Fleeple, you hear Mal and Lance Thalen pop up behind you and realize it already has. You've already appeared. You're already in Neverwinter. You've already crossed through, and you're like, oh, wow, yep, that teleportation. Okay, that was um, pretty instantaneous. And on the other end, you see another individual in plain robes, this one being a blue tiefling with curved horns, um, reading a book and going, Oh, uh, you the people I'm expecting then? Uh, I believe so. We have been sent here on behalf of Leosin in order to uh, do some business here in Neverwinter. Yep, that checks out. Yep, Neverwinter. Yeah, Neverwinter, never. Leosin, he looks over a book with like a quill and goes, All right, yep. I've got you marked off. You can just uh, exit that door over there and you'll be in the heart of Neverwinter itself. Uh, have a good day to you. Uh, yes, yes. Do, do, do you have any uh, sort of direction for us uh, on behalf of Leosin and th- stuff that we should be looking out for, directions we should be going, that kind of stuff? Um, no, I, I just man the gate. I, 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 I'm, I'm just here. I, I, I don't know of your mission. I just knew that Leosin was uh, sending some people through, and uh, here you are. I'll lean over to Fleeple and trying to disguise my voice a little bit to go along with this, just kind of, I um, I can think of a couple places we can go. Oh, perfect. 
Alright, uh, have a great day to you all. And you as well. And you walk into the bright light of Neverwinter. Now, Fleeful, you have never been in a major city before. This is huge. Mm-hmm. There is a lot happening, and there you are immediately accosted by a cacophony of noise. It is midday here. Market is well into swing. There is a clock tower chiming in the distance, and there is a massive amount of people walking about. Um, all kinds of people, too. You see um, very fine clothed individuals uh, parading around, some on foot, but mostly in uh, carriages. Um, some workers carrying large loads of like wood, uh, fixing a nearby rooftop. Even some um, magical means uh, carrying some mundane items through like a painter is uh, has like six paint cans floating behind him as he's just walking through the streets. Um, and he stops by uh, one patch of the cobblestones and uh, six paintbrushes come out and start brushing uh, and painting some part of the cobblestones. He looks down and he walks away. There are people screaming about their wares, wanting, trying to thrust them in your face, trying to uh, get you to purchase some of them. And uh, it's, it's a lot. And Lance Thalen, it is just as you remember it. Bustling, industrious, people trying to get ahead. Uh, ever since the, the great calamity and the invasion of the orcs, this town and this city has been rife with just people trying to get ahead and take advantage of the broken situation that is Neverwinter. Lance feels half scared because of what they're walking into, but also half kind of probably how Mal feels in the wilderness. Just, yeah, this is the spot. <laughs> this is home. Mm-hmm. Uh, Malamara, you do indeed are surprised to see an unusual amount of half-orcs all about. It's not, like, by any means half the population, but it's not one, and it's not two. But even in, like, the three minutes that you've been standing here and just kind of collecting yourself, you've seen a handful just walking about normal every day, and it's very unusual, almost unnerving. And you look over to Lance Thalen as he took his half-orc form and be like, huh, maybe he is from Neverwinter. At first, when Mal saw Lance turn into a half-orc, she couldn't look at him. She just kind of walked right through it and tried to callous herself against his decision to even be in that form. But now being in Neverwinter and seeing that she's not the only one and for the first time not feeling like everyone is looking straight at her, she finds it very strange to to be that way because even when she was doing caravans and she'd go through cities being on a caravan and being the hired muscle you definitely get those looks but here it just she just kind of melted into the crowd and everything that she had kind of been preparing for it to to disguise herself and act certain ways just kind of melts away into the crowd yeah and even more unusual is you see a lot of like um people walking around with familiars out in the open you see this cat like pounce, prancing in front of this woman reading a book and the cat jumps into the air before wings burst out of it and it flies after a bird before it eats it. And um, you see others that have rats that are scurrying about and like disappear from one, one hand onto like another portion of the um, common area here. And uh, 
seems to be a really magically rich city, magically rich location here. Um, it's kind of a lot, but a lot of what you already have. So Malamara, you don't feel like you said, like you have to hide. You feel you actually can blend in and you, maybe for once you might actually feel comfortable. As all of you have been standing around for a little bit of time, just taking things in, what's everybody's passive perception? 14. 17. 13. Fleeple is the only one with his passive perception that sees a distinct figure exiting the marketplace. Fleeple, the reason why this person sticks out to you is they are not only acting overly shifty, but they openly hold a dagger the same size and shape of the Cult of the Dragon. Okay. Okay, okay. And that's where we're going to end this week's episode Wait, of no, I Cast I think, Fireball. I don't think that's quite where we're going to end this yeah. episode of I Cast <laughs> Let's Fireball. Let's keep this going. Let's keep it going. Well, everybody, um, on that little bit of a cliffhanger there, uh, we have an announcement. Next week, we are going to be having a guest star join us for iCast Fireball here. Um, somebody uh, new, you haven't heard them, and it's, uh, we hope you like the surprise. It's going to be uh, really fun, and uh, we're really excited, really stoked for it. And uh, so next week, we'll be introducing their character on the next episode of iCast Fireball. I just want to thank all my players for tonight joining me and for all of you listeners for joining us as well. We say it every week and we mean it. Thank you so much for taking the time to listen, to um, show us that you think our story is worthwhile by downloading, listening, and by sharing it with others. It really means the world. It, it, it helps us keep going. Um, to know that other people are enjoying the story just as much as we are. Um, if you like what you're hearing, um, please consider leaving a five-star review on the podcatcher of your choice, um, sharing on social media uh, using the hashtag iCastFireball or um, tagging us at iCastFireball20. Or if you want to support us in a different way, you can shoot us an email at iCastFireball2020 at gmail.com or go to our Kofi page, which is uh, linked in the description of the show. And uh, you can uh, donate through there to help us recoup some of our hosting costs that we've accumulated over the years. If you want to follow along, as I mentioned, with some of the up-to-date or maybe sneak peeks of who this guest star might be, go to our social media pages there on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, um, and you can theorize about who this could possibly be. Uh, I want to give a shout-out to our sister podcast here that we've got, as always, Improv Tabletop. They're doing some amazing stuff. Somewhat recently, uh, they've launched a Patreon page that they've got going on over there for additional content. Ned has been working really hard, not only as the GM, but the administrator of Improv Tabletop. They've got some amazing stuff. Not only do they have their backlog of Fate Accelerated um, campaigns, but they have their on. They also have their ongoing Avatar Legends campaign. That is just a delight. Um, I am currently about to listen uh, to a Pie Show tournament, and that is just everything I wanted out of uh, Avatar Legends last airbender uh so go give them a listen and don't forget to leave them a five-star review lastly don't forget to like subscribe and share with your friends and fellow wacky adventurers but until next time i'm thomas your dm and around the table we have malamara lance thalen and fleeple let's keep that fire going and we'll see you all next time